Justin Rich's King's Code. The three I's are innovation, integration, and infinite expansion. I've been an entrepreneur for more than two decades. I own one of the largest heavy equipment auction companies in Mexico. We're currently expanding the United States in a niche market, and thanks to the internet, there's more opportunity than ever in this space. I was the first person to do online auction for heavy machinery in my country, and we're currently doing more than $10 million a year in revenue, and we expect to do $100 million in sales over the next five years. I've been entrepreneurial hardwired ever since I can remember. My father was a farmer, and he also bought and sold farming equipment and heavy machinery, so he set the example for me to follow. He told me how to be an entrepreneur in my early teens, even though I didn't know it at that time. He had me run his office when he was running his business, and he asked me to observe how to manage people and make deals. But the most impactful experience was when he would ask me to go to the border and sell candy and soda to the tourists. He told me that as a businessman, I need to know that no job was beneath me. I needed to know how to do the office work as much as how to put in the hustle and grind to do what most people don't want to do, which in this case was walking up and down the asphalt road in 100-degree heat, convincing people to do business with me. I always knew there was an entrepreneur side of me, but I worked five years in the corporate world doing marketing after I graduated from school. I found an opportunity in running and operating a mall car kiosk, and I did so well that I expanded both into manufacturing my own products and owning more kiosks in different parts of the country. Running that business was the first entrepreneurial experience that I built from the ground up. It was important for me to know that I could build something without depending on my father's help. I owned that business for about four years, and I was able to scale it and sell it. My father then asked me to come back and help him because he was struggling in his business, and I agreed to help him. At first, I was doing it out of obligation, and I wasn't putting 100% of my effort into the business. He wanted to focus on farming, but I knew that there was an opportunity in heavy machinery sales. I could expand that side of the business because of my marketing skills. I knew how to sell, and I knew how to scale because that's what I did in my previous business. These big farming machines aren't designed with new features every year like they do with cars. It's all pretty much the same year after year. So the question was, how do I sell them in a new way? I took out ads in the local papers, started buying up television ads, and set up web pages. This was about 20 years ago, long before social media. So just to have a web page at that time set me apart from the competition. The web page made it possible to reach out to other parts of the country, and people started coming in from everywhere. Before I knew it, I was selling out of my inventory faster than ever. I started connecting people to different types of equipment. I created a market by myself, and I even started to draw national attention to our area. That's when I realized that I had discovered my true calling. I really loved to sell heavy equipment. It was in my blood. I just knew I wanted to be around it and keep expanding the business. Once I found my passion, everything started to click. I got married, I started a family, I was making more money than ever, and everything looked great on the outside. But what tends to happen is you feel something missing inside. So what I tried to do was set a bigger goal for my business. That's what always worked for me. But for some reason, this time, I didn't get that satisfaction. People used to say, oh, this guy is really successful. Look at all his cars and his houses. But they didn't know that I only bought the second Porsche because the first one couldn't fill that void. The problem I didn't realize is that material things were never going to fulfill me. There was something deeper missing, and I had no idea what it was. I had the dream house, I had the dream family, but I was living a double life. I've come home from working at a job that made me rich, and I had my wife and kids, and everything was beautiful and great from the outside. But I was masking what was really going on. I was using drugs and alcohol to try to fill that void. 
I was so good at balancing those two lives, no one could see it. The business was still growing, and so was my addiction. I was a master of pretending, so nobody suspected it. I reached the point that I couldn't do it any longer, and I got some professional help. I was able to get sober up for a while, but there were still those patterns deep inside of me that I hadn't exposed yet. So while I was able to find most of what triggered me to drink, there was still something deep inside that kept me from being happy. In 2018, I had my best year ever. I did 9 million in sales. And the local magazine named me Businessman of the Year. I should have been stoked. Had everything a person could wish for. But instead, I had this panic, like this hole in my chest and my stomach. I kept thinking, what the fuck? I should be celebrating. I should be great. I had done a Tony Robbins business mastery course when I was getting myself clean. And that helped a lot. But I just didn't have anyone around me that I could relate to my situation. After all, everybody who saw me saw a success. There were very few people in my social circle who were more successful than I was. But there was no one I could talk to that could relate to what I was going through. After all, I had everything. I shouldn't have been feeling this unhappy, but I've never felt more alone in my life. I had been watching Raul on social media at this point for two years. I had met him twice at a business conference. I never felt that I needed help from him before. But as I sat there that day, trying to figure out who I could talk to about the situation, one of Raul's advertisements came into my feed. I don't believe in coincidences. I always heard that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. This turned out to be one of those times. I gave Raul a call and sent him a message. It was something like, hey Raul, I think I'm ready to see what your program is about. And then he called me back and set up an interview. Okay, I thought. I guess that he's going to sell me some type of coaching thing or something. Instead, the interview was more of a test to see if I was really ready to go deep and be honest with him to see if I was ready for the next level. During the interview, for every question that he asked me, the answer was good. Raul asked me, how was your wife? Good. Kids? Good. Business? Good. Everything was fucking good. As I was hearing myself, I thought to myself, well, I guess I'm not that bad. If I'm answering the coach's question and I'm saying good to everything, then I must be good. Then he totally flipped the script on me. Raul said, Okay, Justin, I'm going to tell you exactly what your problem is. Your problem is that you're in the worst spot as an entrepreneur because you're just saying everything is good. And you know deep down inside that's bullshit. You know you're not about good. You're about great. And you're looking for greatness. He went on to, that's what your calling is. That's what your pain is. You've been in this good spot way too long. And your soul is pushing you for more. For your higher calling. You've already tried to fill yourself up with things and now you're looking for a higher purpose. And that's the pain that's inside of you that you're looking to figure out what the fuck it is. You have two choices. You either continue in this path and stay good and accept that's all there is in life, which is not bad. It's better than being fucked. Or if you want to go deep, you have to be willing to go all in. Commit to go to one of my life bootcamp experiences and be open to be coached for the next 100 days. Right away, boom, I realize fuck, that's what I need. I need to go deep. A funny thing happened a few days later. A day or two later, I talked to Raul and I felt good, like the pain had gone away. I had this optimistic feeling that things were going to get better once I went to the boot camp. But then, as I got closer to the boot camp, the pain came back and the pain started to get bigger. And I thought to myself, what the fuck? I already realized that, okay, there's more to me. But what the fuck am I feeling this way now? Why is it increasing? And the funny thing is, even as I hopped into the plane to go to New York, the pain increased. The first night in the boot camp, 
I started shaking with anxiety. I couldn't really figure out where I was coming from because I was there to get help. Everything should have been falling into place, but instead, I was totally in my head and I couldn't get out of my own way. But once the bootcamp started, it fucking popped my bubble. I realized that I wasn't there to get to my next level in my business, but in life. As much work as I thought I had put in into trying to stay sober, there was an entire layer of emotional baggage that I've been so used to that I didn't even know it was there. And over the next few days, I just kept opening up and sharing. And every time I did, I was shedding the tones of emotional weight. It was a total awakening for me. I was a different man by the last night of the boot camp. After that experience, I went home telling myself, okay, I'm the fucking king. I got this. I'm clear now. I feel the energy. I'm fucking ready to go. All the things that used to trigger me, I was able to readjust and stop myself from repeating the old patterns. But at the same time, even though I went through an awakening, it didn't change the fact that I've spent years tolerating a lower standard in my life and in my business. Now, I had to face the consequences. For the first 100 days, I was on fire. I had a new outlook. I started to reprogram my mind, and now I needed the people around me to get on board with this new me and this new way. Well, here is the big but. The people around me were comfortable with the old me. They may not have liked me the way I was, but they knew how to bullshit me and stroke my ego, and the old me was happy that they did it. Now that I was ready to get real and roll with myself, they weren't ready for me to be that way with them. And I got the feeling that they wanted me to go back to the way I was. And that small part of me wanted to go back to the old ways as well. But having the seven habit system, the accountability of measuring my daily results, the association with the other members of the brotherhood, and the clear action plan prevented me from going backwards. A year later, Raul told me he was testing a follow-up bootcamp, the Edge 2.0. Without hesitation, I signed up. The first thing we had to do was hike up a mountain to meet him at the cabin halfway to the top. When we were all together, he asked us to find a comfortable spot to sit down and enjoy the view. Everything looked beautiful. We had worked our asses off that morning to get to the cabin, and here was our reward. Then Raul totally flipped the script on us. He said, this is the worst fucking spot for entrepreneurs to be, and this is where all of you are right now. We all looked at each other, and you could see in all of our faces what we were thinking. What the fuck? Are you serious? What does this mean? I've got the edge. I'm succeeding in my business. I've got an epic life. What's the fucking problem now? You're enjoying the view now. You're above everything. And now you see the beauty. You're at the point where you already have gone through so much work. Well, you're good here now, right? Look below you. Look above you. What's there? We looked below and we saw how far we've come. We looked up and of course, there's the top of the mountain. Raul said, exactly. There's still a lot more work to do. You're not at the top of the mountain yet. This is where most people will settle. Because you've seen how far you've come and you think that you don't need to continue to climb. But this is where you must. Because you didn't come this far to go halfway. You came to finish what you started. The whole weekend we focus on going deeper in ourselves than we ever realized. We focus on defining our purpose and what really meant to listen to the inner voice inside of ourselves. We were able to tap into this group flow together. It was that we were part of a collective consciousness. Now that I've gone through this experience, I understand my higher purpose. I get more done in a few weeks now than I was once able to do in months. I'm in the best shape of my life and I'm connected spiritually so much that I can see myself from the outside of my body when I do my ritual. The ritual keeps me aligned and calibrated every day. I could describe my core to the edge as being the three eyes. Number one is integration. I am integrating everything I'm learning from every experience, every gift that life is giving me. I'm integrating them to my personal life, my business life, my community, there's no such thing as balance. I believe in integration. 
The second is innovation. Because I'm focused on integrating every experience into one, I constantly have to innovate to make things happen. Innovation creates excitement and fulfillment in every area of my life. And my number three is infinite. There's an infinite recruitment of always continuing to integrate and innovate, understanding that we're in this infinite process of evolution. We're in this infinite process of feedback and growth and the universe and the continual expansion. The beauty of understanding my three eyes is what keeps me enjoying the process and finding fulfillment in finding the gift when life is trying to teach me something.